ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between, welcome down to another episode of the Jake Botel Football Experience. A pleasure to have your company as we look forward to Super Bowl 54. Now, I am not too proud to admit most things. Uh, I'm not too proud to admit that I had to jump on the old Googles today and have a look at what Super Bowl LIV stands for because I am remarkably ignorant as to how to read Roman numerals. So if there's any other peasants like me out there who don't understand that ancient time language, that's what Super Bowl LIV stands for. Super Bowl Live is number 54. And we're going to jump in and preview that with Minnesota Jack very shortly. So I hope you're all well, Chiefs fans, 49ers fans, football fans. I think we've been gifted with a pretty marvellous Super Bowl matchup. So thank you to the football gods. Without any further mucking around, let's jump on in to my conversation with the man from the north, Minnesota Jack. And we welcome Minnesota Jack into the studio. Have you got us there, Minnesota? Yes, I'm here. Ready awesome. for this Super Bowl. Looking forward to it. This Super, Super Bowl mm. preview. Well, a pleasure to have your company as always, Jack, Mm -hmm. and obviously uh, looking forward to Super Bowl LIV, Super Bowl 54. I was saying in the introduction that um, I'm one of those peasants, uh, one of those heathens that doesn't easily read Roman numerals. You're you're in... Similar company. <laughs> oh, fantastic. We can all be heathens together. Well, yeah, yep. so now you know Super Bowl LIV. Mm-hmm. I'm good up to 10, and then yeah. I go, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, well, we're up to 54, so, you know, um, yeah, we're, we're both, yeah, far out in the deepest of oceans, sinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily, Grandfather Google is there to help us. And Always. we were able to uh, get that one sorted in a big spot. Um, first of all, obviously looking ahead to this game, the biggest game on the calendar, one of the first Super Bowls that I've been in my seasons watching, um, and you know, that's only been four, trying to do the math in my head. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's the first Super Bowl I've watched that the Patriots aren't involved, um, yeah. and a Super Bowl um, that I think I, I'm really looking forward to. As I, I discussed earlier uh, in, in previous episodes with you, you know, I, I have a certain like uh, depression that sets in as we start eliminating teams because I like yeah. when the field is open and you don't know what's going to happen. But to be honest, this feels like to me what playoffs should be about, what the Super Bowl should be about, which is getting to. Uh, teams that really uh, stand as the best, most well-rounded teams in their respective conferences. I think you've really got that in the Chiefs, um, 
as much as we liked the Baltimore Ravens and what that, I felt on balance that the Kansas City Chiefs were a more rounded team. Um, and obviously, I feel like the 49ers have been the class of the NFC. Yeah. So I'm really excited. How are you feeling heading into the next few days and then Super Bowl 54 down in Miami? Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm pretty pumped for it. And I, mm. I think I think you're right in that this is a really good Super Bowl, you know, regarding that they are they you really look at both those teams and go, they really are the best of their conference. It's mm-hmm. it's as much as we do like to watch a team get on a hot streak and maybe what the Titans could have done, won a few more games and get into the Super Bowl. That can be really fun to watch, that underdog story. But mm. there is a little bit of, but do they deserve to be there? Are mm. there is it just, the, you know, they had a few good games? You know, so it's kind of good to watch, to be able to watch a Super Bowl where we can all go, the, both these teams totally deserve to be there. Not just because of how well they've done in the playoffs, but how well they've done this whole season. So I think it's going to be a really good matchup. Absolutely. And speaking of how they got there, um, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs. They arrived here in Miami uh, on the back of victories over the Houston Texans. That was the game, of course, where they trailed 24 to nothing and then came back to win. I think it was 51 to 31. They also beat the Tennessee Titans. Uh, mm. Last week, uh, well, last round uh, of the playoffs because we've had two weeks off now. Um, interestingly, so they beat two teams from the AFC South to get to the Super Bowl 54. Uh, flip that over to the San Francisco 49ers who beat the Vikings and the Packers fairly comfortably, all things considered. So they beat two yeah. teams from the NFC North. So that's interesting. I didn't even like, realize that. Yeah, both teams get there on the back of, uh, of victories over teams from yeah the same divisions. Um, but really, you you look at these two teams, and it's amazing to think that had the 49ers lost to the Seahawks in the last week of the season, <laughs> yeah, that they wouldn't have had a top two seed, uh, the number one seed in the NFC. It's it's sort of insane. Um, as I say, you sort of look at this game and, you know, different names stick out. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes at the quarterback position for the for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Jimmy G for the 49ers. In terms of the coaching, got, you know, a stalwart of the league in Andy Reid. I don't know if you can hear that. It sounds like someone's car might have just been jacked yeah. on a street nearby. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Maybe that's... <laughs> Shots fired. Yes, my I neighborhood, bro. The, the town, just in case. But yeah. you know. no, I love living in Benalla. It's really nice. Um, so, oh boy, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah, very hot. I mean, I do. This is a great town. Yeah, this is my home. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if anything, maybe that was sound from. Kyle Shanahan's League of Assassins breaking into Andy Reid's car to get the Kansas yeah. City offensive game plan. Um, <laughs> I would say, you know, in, a, in simplistic form, I would say that uh, the, the Kansas City Chiefs have an edge at the quarterback position with Patrick Mahomes over Jimmy G 
a pretty sizable edge, I think. Mm. But I also think that, and I don't know if there's a hot take or not, but we'll soon see by your reaction. I think the 49ers have an edge at the coaching position in terms of the entire, perhaps the entire coaching staff. I think that uh, Rob, Robert Sulla, the defensive coordinator for the 49ers, I don't know, I just have this feeling that Kyle Shanahan is sort of, while Andy Reid is, you know, obviously, you know, if he wins this Super Bowl, he's probably going to the Hall of Fame as a coach. Maybe he gets there without the Super Bowl. I don't know. I don't know if there's any coaches in the Hall of Fame that didn't win Super Bowls. But, you know, Andy Reid's impact on the league and offensive play calling and all those sorts of things has been immense. Kyle Shanahan, as we've talked all all playoffs, he's got this assassin mentality. That's why I say the League of Assassins and all that sort of thing. He just seems to have a really hard-nosed edge what say you about the, the quarterback positions and then, and then this, these coaching staffs, in particular the head coaches, Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan? Who do you want? If uh, We'll go the quarterbacks first. Do you want Patrick Mahomes or do you want Jimmy G? I, I, overall, I would, I would go with Pat Mahomes. Mm-hmm. But there are certain situations where I would rather have Jimmy G. I think if... Photo shoots. Like modeling yeah, days. Yeah. Some some <laughs> magazines, you know, we want to get him on the front cover. Yeah. If if the 49ers are down two scores in the final quarter, I trust Jimmy G to get them back into the game. I don't have the stats with me, but I was watching some some NFL pundit show mm-hmm. and his stats in the last quarter and when his team is trailing is the best in the league. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's something to do with the the final quarter and when they're trailing by two scores. Mm-hmm. In every statistic, he's number one in the league. So mm-hmm. if my team is down, not just at any point in the game, if they're down in that final quarter, I trust Jimmy G more than Patrick Mahomes. So I think overall in terms of just raw talent and skill and abilities – I think Patrick Mahomes is the standout there. I think he's a little bit more versatile. Um, but there are certain situations when when the game has to be won in a clutch moment, I think I'd rather Jimmy G than um, Mahomes. Well, that is a sizzling hot take. Mm, <laughs> it is. Yeah. Look, I, I think I, I, um, I've heard yeah, similar stuff about Jimmy G and, and that sort of um, – I can't remember it's game winning drives or, you know, that, but that's sort of yeah. in essence what you're saying that, <clears throat> pardon me, just uh, oh, a little bit of a footballing frog stuck in my throat there. Um, look, I, I've got to take Patrick Mahomes and I, I, I just think that um, as, and I know that I'm leaning on the side of the, the, the the majority or whatever you like to say the commonly held belief and it's not also not to say that uh jimmy g is you know some sort of inferior quarterback i think jimmy g is actually vastly underrated by Mm. you know many people uh whether it's fans or uh, media types whatever it is i think jimmy g is a really really good quarterback the thing for me is with this question i'm thinking new you know neutral field any 
11 players on offense, any head coach, if I can plug and play one guy, I'd take Patrick Mahomes because I feel like he's really capable of winning in any system against anyone from, you know, from anywhere in the game, regardless of who he's playing with. I feel like he really elevates the players around him. But having said that, we're not playing anywhere at any time with any 11. The fact mm-hmm. is that, you know, we can talk about, oh, well, Tom Brady, you know, if you plugged him into any other team, would he be as successful or is he a system quarterback? The fact is that for most NFL teams, every quarterback is a system quarterback from the sense that they play yeah. in the system that they play in. And, and as much as the, it's nice to think about theoretical questions and, you know, well, what about Mahomes with this 11 on this field at this time of day against... We're talking about the Super Bowl 54. That's LIV mm-hmm. and Roman numerals for all you peasants out there. Yes. Um, in Miami against the 49ers with Kansas City Chiefs, you've got Jimmy G on, you know, they are playing with the parts they are playing with. And let's face it, Jimmy G is playing in a damn good system, a system that really suits him that doesn't, necessitate that he passed 35, 40 times a game, which I don't think, um, not that to say that he can't do it, but I think that the 49ers are in trouble if they're asking him to pass that much because it means that their run game has been stopped. So look, in terms of the exercise, I'll take Patrick Mahomes, but I see how you can get there with Jimmy G in this game. Boom. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough thing because... It, with any game, I think this is the case, but it's more, I think it's even more important when it's the Super Bowl in that stats only go so far because it's a game where anything can happen, which is why we love it, right? Mm-hmm. It's why we watch it because we don't know who's going to win. So stats can only really take a, a player so far. And if you look at stats and if you look at those sorts of things, you go, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, he's a better quarterback, all these sorts of things. But there's just something about... This, it's almost like people have forgotten how good of a passing quarterback he can be. Not, not that people don't know that about him, but it's because the run has become such a focused part of San Francisco in the past six weeks. Mm. It's almost like I can see a scenario, and it's not saying this would happen, but I can totally see a scenario where the Chiefs do to San Francisco, mm-hmm. what they did to the Titans and stopped the run. And then the Chiefs are like, great, we, we, we did our game plan. We stopped the run. We're going to win the Super Bowl. And then Jimmy G goes, nah, I'm going to do what I did against the Saints where I, you know, throw four touchdowns and 300 yards or however well he played in that game. It's just like I feel Garoppolo sort of helps the run and mm-hmm. is a big part of, being a game manager, which is totally fine if that's what your game is, if that's your game plan. But if that fails, I can totally see Jimmy G stepping up and also taking the game on his shoulders and throwing so many touchdowns. Whereas I don't know if the Chiefs can do the same thing. In terms of turning from their strength and relying on something that, like, as mm-hmm. in, so for the Chiefs, because, I mean, you've got the Chiefs who, in terms of their... Um, passing offense, you know, they're ranked fourth mm. in the league. And any, any sort of statistics I'm going to throw out in this in this game, I, I'm quoting from the 
the regular season because I feel like that's the biggest body of work we have to look at. Yeah. Like it's all very well to look at the last two weeks, but I think you're seeing the identity of these teams across the course of the whole season. And yeah, little things can change and, and all that sort of stuff. And playoffs uh, brings a heightened sense of pressure and, uh, and can play into the, you know, the upsetting of mentalities and that sort of thing. But so the chiefs, you know, they ranked fourth in passing yards per game with 283.7 yards uh, per game and second overall in yards per throwing attempt with 7.9 yards per attempt. Mm. So you're sort of saying that if, because I mean, it's pretty clear that the Kansas City Chiefs passing game is their strong suit in terms of their offense. So you're saying if the 49ers can stop that, you don't feel that the Chiefs are capable of then turning their run game into a Super Bowl winning formula. Yeah, and it's it's not so much that I don't think the Chiefs can turn that around. I don't think they can turn it around as well as the 49ers could. Mm-hmm. I think if the 49ers defense, which is, you know, so often talked about as being, you know, a powerhouse, if the 49ers can stop the Chiefs passing the Chiefs turning around to their run, I don't think will be as effective mm. as the 49ers would from their run to their pass. But that's that's assuming that any of one of those things is stopped. But I think if we watch the Super Bowl and those things happen, I'm more confident with San Francisco being able to switch it around and try another game plan than the Chiefs. Mm. Look, and I think you're absolutely right. And I think, you know, this is where the big question for me is I've gone sort of back and forwards. Um, You know, you look at narratives, I guess, around this game and, you know, you sort of think, oh, the the Chiefs, you know, you think of, you know, the the America's Game documentary series and, you know, the, the story of the Chiefs winning this Super Bowl, you know, you, you would start that documentary with, you know, the rookie quarterback in 2018 and how, you know, Mahomes swept the league aside and 50 passing touchdowns and league MVP in his first year as a starter, only to fall short against Tom Brady and the Patriots, you know, because of a coin toss and all they want is this, this shot at redemption. Uh, for what happened in New England. And then, you know, the story would follow them across this season, which has some rough and tumble where the, the, the MVP quarterback, you know, sustains an injury and maybe he isn't playing at the same level and they have a slightly improved defense and Andy Reid's looking to get that shot at a, you know, at a Super Bowl victory. They go into New England and beat New England in the regular season. They get to the playoffs and they have these great comfort behind victories and, and win their way to there. And it sort of feels like the Chiefs are this sort of team of destiny. Yeah. But flip that over. And the 49ers America's game story. Um, there is another, there is a Super Bowl that the 49ers won. And I can't remember which, which one it was. It was in the 80s. And they went fifteen and one, and they mm-hmm. they sort of talk in that about how nobody liked the 49ers because they were almost this robotic team of um, you know just ruthlessly efficient under Bill Walsh, and they just swept all these storied teams sort of uh, to to the wayside. Now this team isn't robotic, but I certainly think that what you've got in the 49ers is 
a powerhouse, an absolute powerhouse um, at, across the whole roster, across the coaching staff, the way the team has been put together. And, you know, they're America's game story. You know, you would look at things like the fact that, you know, they f- finally get the band together after mm. seasons, you know, where they lost Jimmy G to injury, you know, where, where they had, you know, deep injury problems at other positions. You know, Kyle Shanahan, who is, sort of has this NFL lineage um, in terms of his father coaching in the league and that sort of thing. And so, you know, the 49ers finally pulled together and, and let's not forget that they were four and twelve last season. That's so right. To come back from that to go into the Super Bowl. There's a both teams have so much content to put into their inevitable documentary. Mm. And and you know that's that's that ties into that thing that shows perhaps what a difference Jimmy G can make. You know, mm. and he was injured for the majority of last season. And last season, the 49ers were meant to be what they are this year. Uh, but after he went down injured early in the season and was out for the remainder of the campaign, you know, they, they just took a nosedive. So, look, I think, you know, I, I think Patrick Mahomes is, you know, probably my favorite quarterback to watch in the whole NFL. I think he, mm. as, as I said, I think any given Sunday, you know, he can do insane things to beat a team. But the reality yeah, is... The 49ers as a team, you know, my heart says Chiefs, my head says 49ers. I think the way yeah. that they play, the way that they're constructed, um, I'll, I'll just dive into the, the what I think is the key part of this game, mm-hmm. which is the Kansas City passing offense, that's their strength versus the 49ers pass defense. So the Kansas City Chiefs, as I said, across the regular season ranked fourth in passing yardage per game, where they were at 283. They were second in yards per attempt in the passing game with 7.9. One of the most dangerous passing offenses in the whole league, the 49ers pass defense ranked first over the regular season, allowing only 5.3 yards per passing attempt. So right there, you've got a, you know, uh, a thing that that's a strength for both teams. The 49ers pass defense is a strength for them. They're the best in the competition at it in terms of, you know, yards per attempt allowed and all that kind of thing. Kansas City top five in terms of their passing offense. So I think that's a major um, Jenga piece to this game as to, you know, it, it can really tilt the balance. And then the other one, is the 49ers rushing offense second in the regular season, averaging 154 yards per game and sixth in terms of yards per attempt, where they averaged 4.7 yards per attempt on the ground. The Chiefs run defense, and this to me could be the biggest single part of this whole matchup. They ranked 25th out of 32 teams over the season for stopping the run, allowing 120 yards per game, and they have not faced a team that's they faced off against the Ravens. They actually beat the Ravens. Um, But I think this 49ers running offense is different. They are so, so physically punishing. Um, Mm. And that, that to me is perhaps the the single most important 
unit in the entire matchup is the Chiefs' run defense. Can they ascend beyond what they've shown us for most of the year? Although we can sort of say, you know, well, anything can happen in the Super Bowl. There's a body of work here that suggests that while it can happen, it doesn't feel likely. What do you think? So this is what I thought of initially as as you were um, talking. Mm -hmm. Let's say even in a scenario where the Chiefs can't stop the 49ers run, which is a totally foreseeable scenario, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people seem to say, well, then the game's lost. 49ers win, right? If, If the Chiefs can't stop the run, that's game over. But a part of me goes, I don't think that phases the Kansas City very much because if the 49ers, you know, take six or seven minutes off the clock to run the ball down eventually to get a touchdown, the Chiefs can throw the ball to get a touchdown in the next 30 seconds. Mm. So it, it, to me, because of how potent that Chiefs offense is, I'm not too worried if the Chiefs have struggles in their rush defense. Again, mm-hmm. that's assuming that they can throw as well and get as many touchdowns. It, it, we're assuming a lot of things. But if mm-hmm. that is the scenario, if there was any other team, let's say it was Packers or let's say the Saints were still in it, any other, it could be any team, right? I mm-hmm. don't think that they are as potent of an offense as the Chiefs. So I think mm-hmm. that it's sort of like that is the key to me. If the Chiefs can't throw as many touchdowns as they as we know they can, right? then that's where I think the game is won or lost because that's how potent I think their offense is. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I think that's a, that's a big thing. I think for me, you know, that Nick Bosa and the, the 49ers pass rush, you know, if they can bring pressure on Mahomes and that, that's a major mm. um, disruption. I think the only thing I, and again, you know, I want to believe in the Chiefs. So maybe I'm looking at it too too sort of negatively or may, I don't know, maybe I'm, you know, living in my nightmares about it. But I, but I have this thing of where I go, the 49ers, you know, like you say, taking those seven minutes off the clock. What if they're doing, you know, for the most part, seven, eight minute touchdown drives, you know, adding seven points almost every time they go down at a certain point does there become although the Chiefs can score in 30 seconds you're also going up against the number one passing defense in the league it's a case of it might only require the 49ers to make a couple of stops yeah if you're if you're controlling the that that thing that's the big danger for the Chiefs is if the 49ers can dis- have a have a say a series of two to three chiefs possessions where the chiefs only come away with a field goal or the chiefs only come away or they come away scoreless or mm. they manage to get some turnovers or something then the 49ers have the advantage then to run the ball down the chiefs throats and bleed this clock down and do you know what I mean? The, the yeah, you're exactly of- right. You're exactly right. In the, the 49ers, again, this is assuming that the 49ers run is going to be as good as we think it will be. Mm. But I think that's very likely. I don't think that's much of a question. 
I think the, there's all the other elements about, oh, will they, won't they? But I'm mm. pretty certain that the 49ers are going to run fairly successfully. But you're totally right. In the, the 49ers defense, they only have to stop the Chiefs a couple times, and then it's pretty much game over. If they run, if they get a touchdown on every drive, which I can totally see as a scenario. That's the, that's the weird thing about this 49ers team is, you know, run heavy teams are often regarded as being defensive minded and, you know, prone to low scoring games. This 49ers team can put up points at a rate of knots. Mm. You know, like they're yeah. a high scoring run first team, which is kind of bizarre. I think we said on a previous podcast that it's, their running game is almost as quick and as efficient in terms of yards per attempt as a passing game. Yeah, and it's not as if... And if that is usually the case, you'd assume, oh, that's because, you know, someone does an 80-yard run for a touchdown. But it's not. Mm. Not that it doesn't happen, but most Mm. of the runs are just methodical, right? And Mm. it's... I know some NFL fans might not like to watch that kind of a game. They want to see more passing. And don't get me wrong, I love a pass-heavy game, right? It's mm. fun to watch. But there's just something so fascinating about watching a team just run the ball down someone's throat. And even though I was in a bad mood because I support the Vikings, there was something to admire about when the 49ers did that drive where they didn't throw the ball once and got a touchdown. Mm. I'm away from the emotion of the game. I can look back and go, wow, what a ballsy move to do that. And it worked. And I can, I think they're just going to hone in on that. In well, well, that's just like driving someone into the corner of the ring and just wailing on their face kind yeah. of thing. Like it's, they, like I said, I think there's a cold bloodedness to this 49ers team that, um, you know, the, I, I can't remember when we talked about it, but I, they feel like, you know, the scariest team in the NFL. Yeah. Um, having said all that, <laughs> you know, I, I I really would love for Patrick Mahomes to have a great game, win or lose, because you know that the if he doesn't have a spectacular game, the majority of people aren't going to look at, well, did the offensive line hold up for him? What, yeah. you know, they're mm-hmm. going to look at, did Patrick Mahomes play well in the Super Bowl? And if he didn't, then it's going to be, well, you know, it's sort of like Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, the people suddenly bail on the Lamar Jackson experience. And it's like, I just don't want to put up with an off season of narratives around Patrick yeah. Mahomes being, well, maybe he wasn't as good as we all thought. And, and I know that it's obvious because it is the Super Bowl, the most important mm. game of someone's career. But mm. I think with someone like Patrick Mahomes, this is not in terms of his abilities, but in terms of perception and how he mm. will be seen throughout history. This is going to be such an important game because if he loses this one, you're exactly right and that everyone will blame him because he he totally has the capabilities to win. Mm. So that will have such a huge effect on how people see his career. But if he wins, right, if he wins a Super Bowl within his first three years, it would have been, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Then you can imagine him being seen as the next Tom Brady, as in, Mm. like, how well he is seen by the NFL community or even outside. Like, before I even knew what the NFL was, I knew about Tom Brady. You know, like, Mm. there are some players in any sport, 
right? Whether it's LeBron James or whoever, right? These mm. players, they they go beyond the sport that they are within and become personalities of talent and skill. And if he wins this game, uh, there will be another decade of just amazing Patrick Mahomes seasons because it'll have such a boost to his confidence. And I think people will go, okay, he's one of the best players we've ever seen. But I don't think Mm. we'll see that if he loses. That's my Mm. I think, yeah, and and the – narratives around the media and that can sour really quickly. I, as I say, yeah. I just don't want to put up, put up with an off-season of talk about how, oh, look, Mahomes, he came up short in the biggest moment, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Because I think... Feel about that. Like, I know the feeling of supporting a quarterback who gets that sort of, you know, criticism yeah. doesn't feel good. And it's amazing, you know, 32 teams, you know, only one quarterback is going to walk away at the end of every yeah. season as the Super Bowl champion. Um, I think Jimmy G is in a really good spot to do that, ultimately... Yeah. Um, as I said, the heart says Chiefs, the head says 49ers, and uh, I'm just fascinated. I think this has the potential to be a great game. Yeah, I think there's if you asked me, well, which team if, if there was going to be a Super Bowl blowout, you know, which team? Well, I honestly can't see the Chiefs blowing out the 49ers, but I mm. can honestly say I can see the opposite happening. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think you're right. As On the surface, you'd think, no, of course, the, we've seen the Chiefs blow out teams before, but not teams that have that are like the 49ers. So I think you're totally right. You can't get to and, – and this is the thing, that the 49ers have been a fast-starting team in this playoffs. You know, they, they've raced out to a lead – against, uh, I believe, the Packers. Yes, they mm-hmm. did. The Packers are up 20-something, yeah. nothing on them at one stage. And they went touchdown for touchdown against the Vikings. I think the first, wasn't it, they went up seven, then the Vikings think, hit back. Yeah, I think so. I think the first, if I remember correctly, I think the first half, it was fairly close, but low scoring. So, like, I mm. think it was maybe they had two touchdowns. We had one. And then we just didn't score and they just kept going. But they pretty much were every touchdown, every single drive, which is the best you can do. You can't do any better than that except, I don't know, return interception. I don't think – I think it's paramount that the Chiefs – I don't know. Again, you say all this stuff and then in Mm. hindsight you go, well, I looked like an idiot, didn't I? Yeah. Who would have predicted the Titans beating the Ravens? Like so many things have happened that we – no one with the same mind would have predicted Mm. But you do look at it and think the Chiefs haven't started that well. Yeah. it's t- Both playoff games have taken a little bit for Kansas City to find their rhythm, to find their feet, and an absolute credit to them when they've found their feet. They've obliterated mm. the opposition. But they were down 24 to nothing against the, uh, the Texans. They went down, I believe it was 10 to nothing uh, against the Titans. Mm-hmm. You knew that was never going to be enough for the Titans, but I would say you don't want to go down fourteen to nothing against the 49ers. No, but if you're if you're in the Kansas City administration, right? If you're a mm. player or you're a fan, right? That's mm-hmm. not necessarily the worst thing because you might see that as fuel to go. It actually gets us into the game. Like I know some players, they really feed off being the underdog. And mm. the opposite can happen when they're on top, they can falter. So while, yes, you don't want to be a team that's down by two touchdowns, right? Especially against the 49s, you don't want that. But if you're in that scenario 
And if you're the Chiefs, as we've seen them do before, they can pull themselves out and become so powerful. I, I don't know what the record is, but I would be so interested to know if there have been any recently in this season, if there have been any losses by the Chiefs where they were down that kind of a score and didn't come back and win, and if so, what those games were. Because I only know of the ones where they were down and then came back and won. So if there was not a single game this season where they were down and lost, then that has a big impact on this Super Bowl. Mm. Well, I think that they... uh, I'm trying... I can't think off the top of my head what their losses look like. I know the Titans sort of... And the Colts had similar wins. Oh, the Colts had a win where they ran the ball over the Chiefs and sort of it was it was a relatively low-scoring yeah. game. Yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, but even that is sort of evidence to go, they're not the, not that it can't happen, but they're not the sort of team to not get back into it. You know? Oh, absolutely. And I think it's always interesting in the Super Bowl, I guess, because sometimes, and, and this is kind of where I'm, what I'm interested to see. I feel like the Chiefs are an outstanding team within the AFC, but I honestly feel like the NFC is a lot more even at this present time in terms of the talent, particularly in the top half of teams. When you're competing against the Saints, mm. the the um, who else am I thinking of? The Saints. Oh, now I can't even name any teams. Um, <laughs> the Seahawks. The, even the Rams, to an extent, you know, yeah. while while they didn't make the playoffs, you know, I think that there's a lot of strong NFC talent at the top. And I think that I'm just interested. There's a perception in my head, and I'll be interested to see if it's true, that the Chiefs may not have played a team anywhere like the 49ers this season. And And look, you could turn around and think, well, maybe it's the same. You know, the other way, maybe the the 49ers haven't played a passing offense like the Chiefs. But I also know the 49ers have played the Saints, you know, and and the Saints have, you know, one of the better passing offenses in the league as well. So there are so many ways for this 49ers team to win. Yeah. We've seen them win close, low-scoring games. They can lean on their defense at times. We've seen them lean on their passing game at times. We've seen them lean on their run game. I feel like there's a lot of ways they can skin the cat. And that's not to rule the Chiefs out, but I would say that the Chiefs have a, a narrower margin of error. Yeah. Do you see, is there a scenario in your mind where this goes to overtime? Can you see that happening on, on Monday fast? Uh, definitely. There's definitely, like, there's a scenario where the, te- the scores are level at the end of the game. That yeah. <laughs> I uh, guess more in, in your estimations of what is possible, do you see that as something that's, that's a possibility as opposed to it being, you know, literally possible? Yeah, I can imagine the scenario, but, but I also think these coaches are so aggressive that mm. I think if you've got, I mean, who knows? You're talking over, you know, yeah, yeah. the Super Bowl. But, but you know, I can see that these teams may be going for two-point conversions at different points throughout the game. If, you know, say if we're in a shootout and it's close and, you know, someone's trying to make up a bit of ground or, or being aggressive late in the game, 
to to win it instead of just merely looking to tie it. I think this yeah. is the, these are the sort of coaches that have the cojones to try and do that. Yeah, there's definitely a scenario. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at as well. That I think that these teams don't seem like the type to settle for overtime. That they'll try and go for the win. So, yeah, while we all know it's literally it's possible they could go to overtime, <laughs> I don't see that. I don't see that happening. Which I think would be good if we do have a close game. I'd rather both teams try to fight out for a win than go. Oh, okay, let's just try and for the tie and and fight it out in overtime. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, let's pick this game. Oh no! Wise. Uh, oh no! <laughs> would you like me to go first? Yeah, go first. Give me a bit of time to all right. have a think because this is difficult. So, the hard thing for me in evaluating what the score of this game might be, you know, and this is just as we said, it's fraught with total danger. Yep. We totally look like clowns. Yeah, I think this 49ers team will win. Mm-hmm. I've got written on my piece of paper 35 to 24. The thing is, if the Chiefs find a way to score 24 points, I feel like they'll probably score more. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that I, I think it's more the margin. I think the 49ers will probably win this by about 10 points. Whether that's, you know, I think, I, I think they're going to win by at least a touchdown. Could be forty-two to thirty-five, uh, could be thirty-five twenty-four. I, I think that the Forty ers have this covered by about a touchdown in in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a scenario where this is a like forty-two to seventeen game. If yeah. it, if it got if it got really ugly, if the if the Chiefs offensive line can't protect Patrick Mahomes if, if Nick Bosa and the, the 49ers pass, pass rush gets going. Um, I think to win this game, the Chiefs mm-hmm. probably need to put up 30 points. Yeah. My question is, how many points can they stop the 49ers getting? And, you know, so, so that's sort of my benchmark. I think the, the, the Chiefs are in it if the, well and truly in it up to their necks if they can get 30 points. But then it's, you know... As I said, I have a lot of faith in this 49ers offense yeah. and, and the ways in which they can skin the cat. What about you? Like you said, there's no way to properly predict this match. And there are, there are so many different scenarios and you just have to pick one way that it turns out. But the mm-hmm. way that I see it playing out, I'm also going for an, a San Francisco win. Mm-hmm. I think... It's going to be a similar margin, but it's going to be higher scoring. I think it's San Francisco 42 to Kansas mm-hmm. City 35. I okay. think there's going to be a situation in the second half where mm-hmm. Kansas City is starting to come back and they're stopping the run like they did against the Titans. Mm-hmm. Jimmy G is forced to throw more, causing yep. higher scoring. So I think it's going to be fairly close and fairly slow in that first half, but I think there's something about the Chiefs in their high-powered offense that makes me go, there's going to be some sort of a comeback. And I think that's going to force them, that's going to force the 49ers to fight back with high scoring as well. All right, and who do you think your Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP will be? Oh, um, th- I think the easy one is Jimmy G, because I think that 
it's often quite easy to pick the quarterback, but I'm not going to pick him because I mm-hmm. think that there's someone who's going to show up in some big moments. He's going to get a huge run after the catch, stiff arm that, that gets them ahead by a touchdown. And I think it's going to be George Kittle, the mm-hmm. beautiful tight end. I think he's going to get MVP. Uh, well, I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball for the 49ers. I'm going to mm-hmm. say that Bosa tears mm. it up on defense. And I don't know, it might be some sacks. He might even come away with an interception or something. Or whatever it is, I feel like he's going to have a massive game on defense. I feel like this dude is built for these moments. Yeah. Um, and as much as I said, as much as my heart wants to see the Chiefs win it, and I'll be, I mean, either of these teams makes me happy. But yeah. there'd be something nice about Mahomes and Andy Reid getting a victory. It'd be nice yeah. to see the, the Chiefs break break their drought. That's where so I'll I, be leaning. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think that there are so many weapons on both sides of the ball for the 49ers. Uh, and as much as I think the Chiefs defense has got better, I don't think it's got that much better. Mm-hmm. And I just think that, yeah, Bosa, guys like Bosa, guys like Kittle, um, for the 49ers are going to have big games and I don't know who they've got to stop Bosa. Yeah. I could be see. wrong, but I just have a feeling. Uh, we'll end with just a little bit of, uh, not trivia, but just to let you know that if the, mm-hmm. if the Kansas City Chiefs win, this will be their second Super Bowl uh, victory ever. Mm-hmm. And that would move them even with the Colts and the Dolphins and the Ravens as three teams who have all uh, won two Super Bowls. So Kansas City mm. would be the, the fourth of that number. Mm-hmm. The 49ers, this would be their sixth Super Bowl victory, and that would move them even with only the Steelers and the Patriots as franchises with six Super Bowl Ooh. wins. So. And, you know, that would be an interesting time heading down the track for the 49ers if they keep this band of um, yeah. merry men together that, you know, they could be shooting for a seventh. But let's see what happens. Let the football players and the football gods decide. Yes. Uh, absolute pleasure talking to you again, Minnesota Thanks Jack. Thanks for being on the pod. No worries Jeez. at all. And uh, we hope that you wherever you are, wherever you may be listening from, enjoy Super Bowl 54 down in Miami between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. What a game it promises to be. Well, that's all we've got time for on this episode of the JBFE. Thanks so much for listening to our Super Bowl 54 preview. Hope that you are also looking forward to this game and you got somewhere to watch it with plenty of good food and drink. Until next time, you can get in contact with me on Facebook or Instagram, the Jake Botel Football Experience. You can also get in contact via email at thejbfe at gmail.com. That's the word, the jbfe at gmail.com. 
Until next time, you've been great. I've been reasonable. It's the Jake Botel football experience.